brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Blog Talk Radio. Good evening and welcome to the Chauncey Show, where we're always right. He's never left. I'm your host, Chauncey Brown. Happy to hear everybody today in the studio. We have an awesome guest, former legislative uh, candidate uh, running for the township of Rutherford, an environmental activist from New Jersey. She's also a teacher of challenged students, or I should say very highly intelligent students. We call them autistic which I studied in college, Jasmine Gray, is in the studio with us today to talk about the post-2020 election results and what's going on in our country today. Jasmine, thank you for being on the show today. How are you? I'm good. Thank you so much for having me on the show again. It's a pleasure to have you on. A lot is going on. A lot of people are frustrated, upset, fraud in the election, absentee ballots missing. They want to count for another week. What is going on in our country, Jasmine, today? What is going on? You know, it is it is really wild. Um yeah, it's I've been <laughs> I've been, you know, glued to my laptop all day with all the stories coming in with the missing ballots, you know, then we have, you know, uh stories coming out where, you know, uh, ballots of people from people who were deceased. It's, it's really, it's a wild time right now. Um, it definitely has everybody, you know, on edge. It's, I really feel that we are at such a critical uh, point. And this has to be a wake-up call for everybody to see exactly what is at stake here and what is taking place right now. I couldn't agree more. I just have to mention social media is off the chain with the left. I just had a, a, a conversation, you know, with the person, you know, uh, making a comment that, uh, you know, the left was always about the Russian collusion and all that other stuff, which was false. And now people are saying that now because they have their alleged winner, which the election is not called yet, that Trump is calling it a fraud election because he didn't win. Trump has been calling the election in this political system a fraud for as long as I could remember. Before he even became president, he talked about our political system, talked about our foreign policies. You know, the ignorance from the people from the left and the Democratic Party is beyond the pale. And then someone's going to try to say to me, don't be condescending. No, you don't know what you're talking about. I'm speaking truth to power. It's fact. Where is your empirical evidence to say that? You can have an opinion, 
But where's your empirical evidence? There is none. You know, the Democrats and the left is all about emotions and opinions with no factual basis to back up their opinion. Once you put them in a corner of facts, then everything disappears. They don't exist. You know, Donald Trump has uncovered not only the corruption in our country, the corruption on both sides of the aisle, Republican and Democrat. So for the left now to say that Trump is calling this a fraud because he's challenging, which is the right of any candidate to challenge, to make sure that the due process of the election is correct, I find it ironic that the left is calling this election a fraud or saying that it is just rather uh, because their candidate won. You know, most people don't understand that we are a republic. We're not a nation. We're not a country. We're a republic. And the electoral – most people don't even know how the electoral college works. You're, we never vote for the president and vice president of the United States based on the Constitution. The electoral college votes for the president. We vote for every other candidate. Our vote counts. But for president, the electoral college determines who becomes president, not our vote. What say you? Yeah, you know, it's, I, I feel like there is a lot that people are very unaware of. And, you know, I find it to be very concerning. C- and, um, Civics 101. At a local level. Yes, even down to, you know, a local level. You know, just with we're seeing a lot of, you know, uh, fraud, corruption. Um, but even with where we saw with a number of things taking place at a local level. And just knowing how, you know, the elections work and our judicial system, um, I'm seeing a lot of misinformation. Um, I feel that, you know, this is a very, very important major election that will change, you know, the course of history. And so people are very, you know, emotionally invested, and I totally understand that. However, you know, and I'm always open um, to engaging in conversations, you know, and I feel that especially when there's different points of view, you know, to, to discuss and, and hear what other people think, I value that. So when people are so quick to accuse people of, you know, um, fraud or anything else or, you know, being racist, you know, and, and you ask for, you know, factual information, and then this is where you realize where the disconnect is. And that, to me, is very concerning. We have a lot of misinformation. We have emotions running high. And, of course, you know, it's, it's, you know, almost predictable that we will see, you know, very intense, you know, heated times that could erupt in violence. And that's scary as well, too. And right now we have a lot on the line, you know, with our economy, with this, you know, virus. And so it's, it's, it's very concerning to see the amount of, you know, biased media stories that are coming out and uh, how people are reacting to it. And it's, uh, you know, absolutely. And you hit the nail on the head. You hit the nail on the head. The media, what happened to the blue wave? The media had it wrong in 2016. They got it wrong again in 2020. And I also found ironic that the facts news channel, I was watching it. They made them announce that Arizona was cleaned. 
Mm-hmm. Whoever's in charge of Fox News made the announcers call it, and they didn't want to. And Arizona's still being challenged. You know, the media should not get involved in politics unless they have factual information. Their sensationalism, their lies to make money is beyond the pale, is the violation of freedom of speech. Freedom of speech is one thing if you're speaking truth to power, but if you're lying and deceiving people, okay, that should not be protected under the First Amendment <laughs> because you're lying. But it's sad that people don't do their research. And just to talk about a conversation I had on social media when this person talked about that because Trump is, 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 is running, that it's fraud, I said to this person, there's fraud in your own backyard. Look at where I live in Passaic County, okay? The Passaic County Democratic chair is also the state Democratic chair, and he's also the chairman for Passaic County Board of Elections. Now, how is that possible? That is a clear conflict of interest in putting yourself in a corrupt position. It's sad, and nobody says anything about it. See, the Democrats want to ignore law-breaking unless, you know, it's for someone else. Okay? I the agree. Democrats and, – and, and you talk about corruption. Look at every major city in the nation. The Democratic Party is full of corruption, self-serving individuals who think they're elites, they're kings and queens, and that they – oh, these people are just peasants. Maxine Waters, look at Watts, look at Nancy Pelosi, look at San Francisco. Even uh, Kamala Harris came from San Francisco. They don't do anything for the people except spout off BS of what they think the people want to hear to get voted, and they're not going to do anything for the veterans, the homeless, the mentally ill, the substance abuse, none of them. And it's sad. And I'm glad that you're on my show, stepping up to the plate with me, speaking truth to power, Jasmine. I have a friend that has a backbone, too. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much. And, you know, I agree with you. And we don't even need to go at a state or a national level because the amount of nepotism and corruption taking place at a local level in a even in a town like mine, a suburb, a small, sleepy, quiet exactly. suburb, and it runs rampant. And as you said, you know, people, uh, some of these individuals feel almost entitled. And the blatant, the blatant Amen. corruption, Amen. you know, that is taking place so openly is uh, uh, bewildering. You know, we have, so as you mentioned, you know, somebody who is involved in quite a few uh, organizations, and how is that ethical? Well, I have, you know, a couple council members, you know, in town that it's, there's definitely a conflict of interest. And so I have always raised the question um, with a certain councilman, you know, who works for NJSEA. Um, is he going to, at the end of the day, is he going to really do what's best for our community or is he going to adhere to, you know, um, his boss? And so to me, so much happens at a local level and that it flies under the radar. And by the time, by the time, you know, these things, 
you know, catch on. They're already at a uh, position of power where it's so much more difficult to, you know, remove them. So it's very important for people to pay attention, to follow along, to ensure that there's transparency of what is taking place at these meetings, these votes, these ordinances and decisions. Because unless, you know, you're like Phil Murphy, you know, who has the financial backing to, you know, basically get into these positions, a lot of these people start at a local level and they climb the ranks so quickly under the radar. And it's, it's really something I think that is a major red flag with this election. And I think from here on out that people are beginning to wake up to it and hopefully really will address issues, you know, that are concerning, such as the corruption, the nepotism, and things of that matter, things that may be, you know, a conflict of interest. Um, you know, for instance, a mayor, 20 years in office, also a senator, also CEO of a major contractor for the state who sits on the Economic Development Authority. I mean, I, that's, that's a lot right there. <laughs> you know, where does it end? Um, really, we have a lot of systems in place that have failed us. And I think, you know, with this election, a lot of people, well, I hope that a lot of people are beginning to realize that. And, you know, we really need to work together collaboratively. Both parties, whether you're a Republican or a Democrat, we need to work together to ensure that corruption doesn't run as rampant as it's been lately. I, I could not agree with you more. And since Donald Trump walking down the escalator said that I'm running for president, they have thrown everything at him except the kitchen sink. You know, Donald Trump is the epitome of law and order, anti-corruption. Why do you think the media and the whole left and everybody's up in arms, even establishment Republicans, he cut off the money. He cut off the, 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 the lobbying money. He cut off all their special interest money. That is all a part of the political Washington swamp. And like you just stated, there is corruption in every major city in this country because if there wasn't, there wouldn't be people that are living in slums, that are living on the streets. So these politicians claim to be – I have the answers. Joe, you had 47 years. You didn't do a damn thing. Sad that people want to believe and hope and change again. He didn't do anything for 47 years. What do you think he's going to do the next four years? Nothing. Donald Trump has raised the bar for all Americans, including African Americans and Hispanics. And the establishment on both sides do not like it. They want to keep people oppressed, downtrodden, ignorant, where they can continue to amass their power and wealth and take advantage of people Jasmine and I are here today and will be here in the future to tell you not on our watch. We will call out corruption where we see it, and we will push it forward because this is our country, not your country. And I mean the politicians that think that they can dictate how we should live. No, we, you are our bosses. We're going to tell you how we want to live, and we're going to tell you how you should conduct business. We, the people, need to take our country back. And that's the thing that Donald Trump 
Everybody says, oh, Donald Trump. It's not about Donald Trump. It's about America. It's about the Constitution. It's about our moral, our moral values. It's about church. It's about religion. It's not about tearing down people's properties because you disagree with how they feel, mugging people, hurting people. I mean, come on. And we know that all those protesters are paid protesters because when they're arrested, they're not even from those states. You know, and it's sad. But the one thing I could say about the Trump movement is a lot of people have come forward to raise a level of consciousness with people around the country speaking truth to power and standing up for what's right and not going along to get along. That must end because the people are suffering. The children are suffering. Senior citizens are suffering. And what does Joe Biden want to do? He wants to raise the taxes on everybody. He is going to raise taxes. He is going to cripple this economy. And it's sad because these people on the left are so emotionally driven and deranged that they can't see their hand in front of them. And it's sad that these people have no record, Kamala Harris and and Joe Biden, and, oh, we want to elect them because she's black. Stop with identity politics. That's why the Democratic Party's Democratic cities look the way they do. Because they've married identity politics, and that's their mantra in these cities. And that's why they keep oppressing these people, and it's sad. It really is sad. For those that are tuning in, this is the Chauncey Show. We're always right, never left. I'm your host, Chauncey Brown, and I am honored and proud to have in the studio environmental activist, truth seeker, corruption fighter, and a legislative candidate for the Council of Rutherford, Jasmine Gray. I'm honored to have you on the show. You're going to be on the show with me more because, you know, you have a lot of information, not only about the nation, but the state of New Jersey. And I want to warn my audience, the truth is out here, and we're bringing the truth, and Jasmine's bringing it with her with the facts. Oh, I forgot the data and facts, too. <laughs> I forgot. That's what I like about Jasmine. Chance, I do my research, but I have the data and facts to back it up. See, that's what it's about, you know? I was excited when you told me that today earlier on our phone call. That's what it's about. People don't do research. We can't depend on the public education system. They failed our, our, our children. There's no more Pledge of Allegiance. There's no more, there's no more American history. There's no more civics. There's no more statesmanship. There is nothing in the curriculum to teach our children about America. But you have a, a state like California that wants to teach preschoolers about transgenders. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? And that's supposed to be acceptable. No, it's not acceptable. Uh, yeah. It's not it's, acceptable. It's an education, and I have to say, to see the direction that it has gone is very concerning. Um, you know, I feel that um, – we're not teaching basic skills, life skills, skills, you know, to help exactly. these individuals uh, become independent, you know, with things, even, even with such skills such as, you know, balancing a checkbook and how, how you know, our judicial system works. You know, our schools are focusing more on common core and, you know, things that really are not 
necessary for a, you know, a student to survive and thrive as they get older. But um, what you were saying before, I just want to, you know, circle back around. I think that, you know, at the start of, you know, this, uh, this campaign with uh, Biden-Harris, I think, you know, for the most part, it was very obvious that um, there were some, you know, issues that he was struggling with with mental health. So I couldn't understand why the Democratic Party would put, you know, Joe Biden as, you know, the the person is their because choice, he's, choice. Because he's the next in line for the kingship. Queen, uh, Queen uh, uh, Crooked Hillary, she couldn't make it. So he's the next in line well, for the kingship to, to be to be knighted as king. Well, this this is the thing. I feel you know there were so many more you know um, uh, people that would have made excellent candidates, especially women. So I, as a woman, I looked at you know this this uh, you know choice of theirs and said you know it's obvious you know when you're watching him you know, at his rallies and giving his speeches, how that the Democratic Party would think that Joe Biden, who clearly is, like I said, struggling with some issues with mental health, Dementia. is a better choice than a woman, yeah. than a woman who is capable and able to take on and tackle that position. So for a party that is talking about gender equality, women's rights, breaking down that glass ceiling, but yet a person who, and, you know, this is my opinion, showing early signs of dementia is better than a woman who is fully capable to act on that position. And I, I found it to be quite, you know, concerning. Because, if, like I said, if you watch early on, from early on, you know, lots of you know, the speeches he was giving, you could say he was clearly struggling. He was struggling really. Struggle. And he I didn't even know what state dead. he was in. He didn't even know what state he was in in one speech. It's sad. But I feel like that that's kind they, of shows you how they that's why they capitalize kept him, that's why they on ke- people's emotions. That's, that's why they kept him right. That's all it is. That's why they kept him in the basement. Come on. And then you had to bring up Barack Obama the last week. Obama didn't even want to back him for, for president. But people forgot about that. People tend to forget a lot, but I feel that, you know, making him the first choice when there were so many other candidates that were capable kind of show you what gives you a glimpse of the agenda. Is it really, you know, is it really about, you know, fighting poverty or racism or climate change or women's rights? Because they had an opportunity to put a woman, somebody who was capable and able as that person. And think about it. I, as a woman, you know, looked at that and was like, wow. This, they thought that a man was showing signs of, you know, early onset dementia, in my eyes, was better than a woman, you know, who was capable and able. And it, I feel, and this is my opinion, that, you know, that just gives you a glimpse that all these issues and platforms that they have been pumping out and, you know, or capitalizing on people's emotions is just that, capitalizing on people's emotions. Because as you mentioned, it's only during a campaign and election where these 
you know, issues are brought up. But then, once elected, nothing ever gets done. Nothing. And that, to me, is insidious because we're at a point where we, we really need to help those that truly need our help, such as people living in low-income housing to a super fun site. And, you know, God forbid that a child gets sick. Do they have access to health care? Like, these are things. And, sick, and you're talking about, right. be addressed at a local level. You're absolutely correct. You're talking about Superfund sites. Patterson, New Jersey, probably has one of the most in the state, and you're building apartments all around here without checking air quality, without doing sample soil mm-hmm. testing. It is a shame. All they want to do is make money. That's it. It's yeah. not about the people. Okay? And stop building low-income housing. For what? Build regular housing. Are you saying that these people can't get up out of their situation? That's a good so point. you're going to keep them op- yeah you're going to keep them oppressed by keep giving them housing, keep them on welfare, keep them giving them food stamps. I'll pay your rent, okay? And then you keep people stagnant. You had people on this system for three generations. I call it institutionalized slavery, supported by the left and the Democrats. They are not creating opportunities for these people. They are keeping them warehoused in a certain geographical area where it's crime-ridden. Uh, you name it, that's what's going on there. But when it's election time, hey, you know, I'm for you. If you vote for Trump, you're not black. And the black people that buy into that are more ignorant. You can't get any more racist than that. Listen, I know you know, a lot of people not like me. You are as far as we wake up in the morning thinking about politics and go to bed thinking about politics and people. That's just our nature, you know. But people really need to pay attention to what is going on in this country before we lose our country. You know, we had a great show, Jasmine. We have 90 seconds right at a time. Do you want to say anything oh, in closing? Wow. I'm going to have you back on. Yeah, and I'm going to have you back on next week because this is an awesome show. We cover so many issues um, in the nation. Uh, but please, I'll let you say a couple of things before I close the show out. Um, please. <laughs> Sorry. It just uh, well, notify me in my ear. We have less than 90 seconds. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Well, thank you so much for having me on. I look forward to this. And these are issues that we really need to start paying attention to. So I, I'm flattered <laughs> that you want to do more shows with me. Um, yeah. And I look Absolutely. forward to touching upon all these issues. Absolutely. Listen, thank you for your hard work and the research that you have done. And we're going to tackle issues in New Jersey and the corruptions that you've researched and identified with our New Jersey audience. Listen, for those that are tuning in, this is the Chauncey Show. We're always right, never left. I'm yours, Chauncey Brown. We were honored to have in the studio today Jasmine Gray, an environmental activist, autistic teacher, and legislative candidate for the borough or the township of Rutherford. We will be here every Tuesday and Thursday from 6 to 6.30 Eastern Standard Time, 3 o'clock Pacific Standard Time. You can follow the Chauncey Show on parlor at the chauncey show also on facebook at the chauncey show on twitter chauncey show we thank you all for listening god bless you all god bless america keep the faith and we must fight corruption god bless you all